Hey guys, I'm Pastor Jason Shirley. I'm the associate pastor right here at Word of Life Church in Carlsbad, New Mexico. And I'm really excited that you have joined us today online. Just a couple of things. I want you to drop us a line if you're watching wherever in the world and let us know where you're watching from. We would love to hear from you. Second, if you want to partner with us today in a financial way, then you can give by texting 84321 and just text your amount, or you can go to our website, wolcarlsbad.com, and you can click the Give tab and give that way. The last thing today is that if you have any needs or anything like that that we can partner with you on, then drop us a line and send us that, and we're going to partner with you in prayer. I believe today is going to be a wonderful day. I want you to open up your heart to receive from the Word of God today and always remember that God is madly in love with you. Let's get to the service. All right, so we are wrapping up Mad Love Week today, and I'm going to give you guys uh, an opportunity to share testimonies. I want to start, okay? You know, the, the Scripture tells us this in Ephesians chapter 4 and, and verse 11. I want you to say this. Say, I'm a minister. Say it again like you really mean it. I'm a minister. I'm going to prove it to you right here, okay? Prove it to you. In the script, this is the Bible. It's not Google or like Wikipedia, all right? I have the Bible up on here, and I'm going to prove it to you. Um, I do want to say that the bridge is going to stay in here today because they're a part of the goodness of God of this church, right? Amen. So they're going to stay in, and we're going to talk about God's goodness today. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 11, it says, And he, and that's God, he gave some, say some. He gave some to be apostles. He gave some to be prophets. He gave some to be evangelists. He gave some to be pastors. He gave some to be teachers. Again, say some. So not everyone is called to one of those five things that are mentioned right there. Back in traditional, uh, the, the traditional uh, church that, that uh, I grew up in, we called that the five-fold ministry. If I said that to you, you'd be like, what are you talking about? But we called it the five-fold ministry, meaning five areas of ministry that God has set in the church. But what is that for? It says here, in verse number 12, for the equipping of the saints. I want you to say, I'm a saint. And then it says, for the work of the ministry. So is it accurate to say that those five gifts are the five-fold ministry gifts? I think in order for it to be accurate, you would have to add a sixth. Because we say there are apostles, there are prophets, there are evangelists, there are pastors, there are teachers that are ministers, but that's just some. The rest of you are ministers as well. And I believe that standing right here, we have the office of the pastor sitting right there. We have the office of the pastor, but also in other chairs in here, we may have the office of a pastor. In other chairs that are sitting right here, I know that Joe operates in the office of a pastor. It's not standing up here with a microphone every week, but it's every single week when he goes out to Intrepid and he pastors the guys out at Intrepid, right? in the office of a pastor, evangelist, teacher, apostle, prophet. We have some that are sitting in these chairs that operate in those gifts, but we have some that don't. But if you don't, it does not mean that you're not a minister because my job as the office of pastor is to equip the saints because you're a saint, right? 
It's to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry, right? So you're a minister. Say it again. I'm a minister. Say it again. I'm a minister. So this is part of my job again. Look, it says, till we come to the unity of the faith. That means I need to do my job until we come to the unity of the faith. You need to do your job as a minister until we come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Let me put it simply to you. You are to do your job as a minister, and I am to do my job as a minister until Jesus comes and the church is raptured. Amen? Until that time, I need to do my job, you need to do yours. Let's not worry about when that is. I'm just going to do it until the trumpet blows and I'm caught up in the air with him. Amen? I'm just going to do it. Till we come to the fullness of the stature in Christ. And then it says, the reason why I need to do my job, that we would not be children tossed to and fro and carried with every wind of doctrine, with the trickery of men, the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But we speak the truth in love and may grow up into all things unto him who is the head. Christ. I need to do my job every single day. You need to do your job every single day so that we all grow in Christ, so that we grow to the fullness of what he has for us. And every single day, we should be a little more like Jesus until he comes and he takes us with him to heaven. Amen? Praise God. That is what we are here for. And that's what Mad Love Week is all about. Mad Love Week is, has never been intended to be something that's one week out of the year. But it's to be something that one week we make a concentrated effort to what we should be doing every single day of our lives. Do we have to just take a drink to somebody on one day out of the year? No. Do we need to just leave an encouraging word for somebody on one day out of the year? No. But what if we walked in mad love every single day? What if we walked towards our fellow man like Jesus looks at us? Amen? Praise God. This is about more than just a week, you guys. In fact, I haven't told Pastor this, but he's going to be cool with it. I know. I know him. I've known him nearly my entire life. But I want you to come next week. I'm not going to tell you what this is either, but I'll tell him before I tell you. I, I want you to come next week because next week I have a really big uh, surprise for you that we are going to continue Mad Love Week, but it's like Mad Love Year, all right? So, uh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you started, okay? So I want you to come next week. Do not miss next week, all right? I'm not going to take up much time, all right? I promise. I won't take up much time. Amen. So I have a little bit more to share, and I have a testimony of my own, but I want to open up the microphone because I want to hear what God did through you, what God showed you. I want to hear what your hands have done and the stories that you have to tell because the Scripture tells us that we overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of our testimony. And it says that we don't love our, we, they did not love their lives more than death. In other words, I'm willing to lay down my life because it's not about me, God, it's about you. Right? So we need to hear your testimony. 
so that we can latch on to it, so that we can be encouraged, because you hear me talk all the time. So we need to hear you. Come and tell me your story. Come and tell us your story. Who wants to go first? Let's jump at the chance. All right, come on. Why don't you raise your hand? Who wants to go first? We need to get this moving, all right? And I have a testimony. Sherry's going to go. Everybody give Sherry a hand. <laughs> Sherry, if you would come right over here, step up on the stage for us. It's only for our 50,000 viewers that are watching us online. Well, my Mad Lug Week did not go as planned because when we first started talking about, especially the case of the Mondays, I immediately had this young lady in my heart that I see quite often at Drifters, Shell, Brewer, whatever you want to call it. We call it Drifters. It'll always be Drifters. It will always be. <laughs> Who remembers when that was built on the corner of Canal and Mermon? It'll always be Drifters. Yes. So anyway... You know, I work, so I don't have a lot of time to go there. I go at lunch. She's not there. I'm thinking, okay, so maybe she works later. Because I see her all the time. I go after work. She's not there. I'm all, you know what? It's okay. I go Tuesday at lunch. She's not there. I go Tuesday after work. She's not there. I'm all, okay. Maybe she changed jobs, and I didn't know about it. <laughs> so then Wednesday comes along, and, you know, it's love a teacher. Okay, so I go on my lunch hour. I immediately have a teacher on my mind because, you know, my kids are old, so I don't know very many teachers anymore. But you're not, right? No, I am not. That's right. I am not. Um, so I go get flowers at Albertsons, opening day. Thankfully, they're right there at the front. They have a self-checkout now. I got in. I got out. I go to the high school, ask for my teacher to say I need to take this to this teacher. She doesn't work there anymore. Okay, because I'm not sure why she works. Let me talk to Ruby. She knows everything. Ruby gets on the walkie-talkie, and she goes, oh, she's no longer with the school system. She's working with her husband. Okay, so I spend the rest of my lunch hour trying to find where their office is because our maps and Facebook was not helping. So that didn't pan out on Wednesday. So Thursday, I'm off af that afternoon. I go after work. I go to Drifters to do some stuff that I usually do. And there's my lady. I'm all, yes. So I run back out to the car. I give my case to the Mondays. I talk to her, trying to explain things so she doesn't think I'm a stalker. And I, you know, give her the box. I figure it doesn't matter if it's Monday. You know, we all can use a little blessing and joy. So, and she was very excited. And she thanked me. And she just had a smile on her face, which was awesome. I go to um, find the teacher. I found her daughter. This is Jackie Northcutt, by the way. She was amazing with my son, Derek, and she was the first person I thought of. I thought, well, I know her daughter. She has a salon, so I, I go out to find the salon. I found her. I talked to Lulu. Jackie is in Florida till Saturday. So that's okay. She's going to give her the flowers, and Actually, she's going to give her the card. That. Well, why didn't you tell me? I didn't know. How good are you? <laughs> but that's okay, because I figured, you know, this is going to end great for me because during this week, you know, I was thinking when we was talking about Mad Love Week, I thought, you know, it's also Pastor Appreciation Month, month of October. So I thought, what better way to end Mad Love Week than to show appreciation to our pastors? 
So if all of y'all would come up here. And, and that was hard to do. We haven't done anything in a couple of years because, you know, you've got to plan these things. And sometimes I'm a last-minute person. I'm not real good at it. But with the help of Andrea and Araya, who's not here, we got the word out. And our wonderful church family got together. And we collected and we gave you all a little gift. We just want you to know how much we appreciate you all for all that you do. You know, you're there for us when we're... When we cry, you cry with us, you laugh with us, you help us out, you guide us, you correct us, all with loving words of God. Well, you know, it's okay. We all wing it once in a while, so it's all right. But we just want to tell you thank you and that we love you, and we just couldn't think of a better way to end Love Week with this. Thank you, guys. You guys are amazing. Thank you. Hey, and I did all that without crying. Yay. I just want to say thank you so much. We are so honored just to stand in this position as your pastors. And uh, we're grateful that God called us to do what we do. Not just to do what we do, but to do it here in Carlton. We're so thankful for that, and we're thankful for all of you, and we love you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. All right. Who's next? Miss Heather. Everybody give Miss Heather a hand. <clears throat> you come right over here. I'll help you through the maze of wires. Huh? not a great public speaker, so just bear with me. Um, so my case, the Mondays didn't work out exactly how I planned, but it got pushed back to tomorrow, so I get to give my case on Mondays um, to the person that was on my heart to do that. Wednesday, I don't know if I should have actually taken the love a teacher gift to the teacher, <laughs> but I put it in Cooper's backpack, and um, I was like, I, I should have wrote a note, but I didn't. Like, I'm doing half things, guys. <laughs> So I put in his backpack, I'm like, hey Coop, it's Love a Teacher Day, tell your teacher, just got her some little note cards, and he's like, okay, I can do this. And he gets home, I'm like, so what'd your teacher say, did you tell her what it was for? He's like, um, no, I was too embarrassed. And I was like, okay, so she still doesn't know what it's for, she just got it, and I was like, I'll send her a note, well, never send her a note till Friday, I, they have a class dojo app, so I sent her a note, and um, I was like, it's Love a Teacher Day, or our church, Word of Life, is doing a um, Mad Love Week. And she's like, oh, okay. She asked, she's like, I asked Cooper what it was for. He's like, I don't know what my mom said. But <laughs> so it was just cute. And um, she's like, I really appreciate it. So it was just, she was excited. And then um, my Share the Love Day was, it was yesterday. And um, I just feel like God kind of aligned the stars for it to work out because um, I have a husband and three kiddos, and the husband and boys are on a little trip. They're coming back today, so it was just me and Addie, and um, I, we have a new neighbor. It's kind of like I kind of have to tell a backstory, but I'm not going to take too long. And um, we recently moved into a new house, and we met the neighbor a couple weeks or months ago. And um, I've had one special lady in my life pass away, 
um, when Jack and I first had our first house. And then um, I have one recently fixing to pass away, very important woman in my life. And um, when I first met this lady, this woman is like the combination of these two. And um, I was like, she's just meant to be in my life. And we've been talking about getting together and we just haven't had the time. So I was like, you know what? And I'm learning how big of an introvert I actually am. So I was like, the boys are fun. It's me and Addie, I get some quiet time. This is gonna be great. And then I was like, no, you know what? This is my time to invite her over for coffee or dinner, whatever she can do. And she's like, I can do coffee in the morning. And as much as like, because we don't know each other's stories that much, but my heart was so filled yesterday. Like, I feel like with us deciding to buy another home here and plant our roots and grow them here, um, every time I try to reach out, God is filling me more. And just showing us this is where we're supposed to be and we're supposed to invest in those people and each time I invest more he's filling me up and that is it before I pray Thank you. praise God praise God who's next Heather thank you for sharing Miss Sylvia come up if you guys don't know Sylvia you probably eat her burritos in the morning Love Week is one of the best things that this church has come up with. I literally enjoy it. I'm a naturally, by nature, I'm a people person. But Matt Love Week, it stirred up what the word talks about, stirring up love and good works. My goodness. I felt the anointing. I, I already know I'm anointed. But it seemed like everywhere that I went, I knew God was with me. And it was the coolest thing on Monday, the case of the Monday. I blessed this man that in the place that I used to work, he had no clue I was coming. So I called what used to be my boss. I called him and I said, is Joel there? And he says, yes. I said, can I come see Joel for a minute? He said, sure. So I went at a lunch break. Well, he comes out, and he looks at me. He's like, I miss you so much. What are you doing here? And I said, I have something for you. He looked at me, and he just went this way, looked up at me and gave me the biggest hug, and I said, I want you to know that I appreciate you, that God loves you, I love you. And he looked at me, he says, I feel so blessed right now. I said, you are a blessing. Then I took another box to the lady at the Family Dollar and Loving. She stood there and cried. And I said, I just want to tell you that God loves you. I love you. You do an amazing job here. You're always friendly. You're nice. You're kind. You're a hard worker. And I just want you to know that. And God wants you to know that. She gave me the biggest hug. And she, I said, God bless you. And I went to walk away, and she grabs me. She says, can I hug you? And I said, sure. And she just hung on to me. She goes, no one has ever done this for me. She says, I feel blessed. I said, you are. And then on the teacher day, I didn't think, well, I don't 
have any kids in school anymore. I couldn't think of a teacher. Then I didn't realize till like three days later, I work for a lady that homeschools her kids. Like she's a teacher. So I'm going to go back and bless her. Let's see. Yeah, because I get to do that now. And then um, this is, pardon me, but the day of the drinks to bless somebody with a drink. This day I said, Lord, I want you to tell me. I didn't, I was doing things intentional, but I said, Lord, I want, when you tell me there, I'm going to do it. I don't care if I don't know why. That's what I really wanted to do, greet somebody I don't know. And I got ready, left the house. I'm going down Cedar Street in Loving. I see dirt flying everywhere. I turn around and there's four people working on the side of the road. One of them was a lady and three guys. The guys look rough. I mean, gangster rough. <laughs> yeah. One had no shirt and his pant was down to here and he wore red boxers. You couldn't help it, it was obvious. And, but he looked gangster and I'm thinking, there was dirt everywhere. And I passed him and God said, them. I said, okay. I said I would obey. I said, okay. I went to Drifters, and I counted before I went the whole block, and I realized there was four. So I, I got the drinks, and I went back. Well, the really gangster one, he had a blower. So he was blowing dirt everywhere. They had, by the time I came back, the area was taped off. I thought, where am I going to park? Well, I got right on the side and I went all the way up really close, almost to hit the tape. There was nowhere else to park. So I pull up and he starts walking towards my car. <laughs> I mean, right towards me. And he's making all these hand gestures. And his mouth was going, I'm like, ooh, girl, you're in trouble. <laughs> but where do I park? So then I noticed the girl on the corner, and I looked at her, and I said, so she goes over there, and she's like, yeah. And I got off the car, opened the back door, and I said, I just want to bless you all with some drinks. I noticed you all were working hard, and I want to tell you, good job. God loves you, and God bless you. I said, and God is madly in love with you. She looks at me, she's like, well, God bless you. And I said, he does. Well, here this guy is still coming towards my car. And then she goes like this to him to wait. And then she starts doing this to the other guys. Well, they get close to her. Well, this guy is running his mouth. He was not happy before I was parked. And so she hands him a Coke and she starts talking to him. Immediately, he takes off his, God, what do you call it? Jeans? I mean, um, yeah, those scarves that they wear. Well, he takes it off, and then he takes his shades off, and he walks right smack in front of my car, and he goes. <laughs> and I'm like, I got a gangster friend. <laughs> this guy will watch my back, <laughs> you know. And, but they were excited, and then I was getting ready to take off, and they're all standing there waving, smiling, and giving me thumbs up. And I'm like, it's not me, it's the Lord. 
God told me to give it to them, to bless them. And it was really exciting to be able to do that. And God had laid this girl in my heart, kind of like Sherry. This girl works at La Tienda, friendliest person I've ever seen. Don't even know her name. Well, I wanted her to be the one in case of the Monday. I couldn't find, find her on Monday or Tuesday. So I thought, well, I'm going to see her. Yesterday, I came into town, and I stopped by there, and she was there. And I looked at her tag, and her name is Rebecca. And she's always really friendly. And she looks at me. She goes, how are you today? I said, I'm well. How are you? She goes, I am great. She goes, you, every time you come in here, she goes, you make me smile. I said, I do. She says, yes. She said, you are so pleasant to tend to. And I said, well, thank you. I said, you are too. And then I thought, well, I want to get her something she likes. So I said, what's your favorite drink? And she's like, hmm. I said, from Sonic. And she's like, coconut slush. I said, oh, okay. And she goes, what's yours? We kind of kept that in a conversation. I said, Pepsi. I've always been a Pepsi drinker. And so she got down. I said, well, you have a good day. She says, you too. I took off, and I went and got her. It took me 45 minutes in line to get it, but I got it. <laughs> but I got it. And I took it to her. And she was getting ready to go on a break, and she walked up towards the counter. And she looks at me, and she stops, and she goes, you got that for me? And I said, yes, I brought you a coconut slush. She screamed. She's like, oh, my God. Everybody stopped. <laughs> All the cashiers, the people that were in line. And she says, look, she blessed me with a coconut slushy. And all we did was have a conversation. And I said, well, you just have a good day. God bless you. I said, I just want to let you know that God loves you and I love you. And I want you to be blessed. She goes, I am blessed. Every time you walk in here, she says, you make me smile. And I said, it's not me. It's the Lord in me. You know, but I, I just want to say that I'm excited to do this. And when you announce it, it needs to be something that's done every day, not just because it's Matt Love Week. Then I got to bless a friend with dinner yesterday. She was ecstatic. You know, and it's, it's so good to be able to give. If you want to feel like you're in actually in God's will, be a giver. Give and watch people because they will see Christ in you. You know, and that's what Jesus did. I mean, that's what God did, gave us Jesus. So, you know, I want to walk in that mad love daily because it did stir up love and good works. And it's not about us, but we are the hands and feet of Jesus, and that's our job. Amen. Thank you, Sylvia. <laughs> Who's next? We got I was getting ready to call on you. I didn't know if you were going to be next, but I was going to call on you. All right, Miss Kay. Everybody give Kay a hand. I don't know what she's going to talk about, but I have to tell you this, that Mad Love Week, the things we did as a church, did, they would not have happened without Kay. Kay was very instrumental uh, in, in the case of the Mondays and then um, the, the things we did through the week. And I haven't even heard the story, so maybe she's going to share some of that. I don't know. I am. Right. But I want to thank Jason first because without Jason, I wouldn't have been, I, I would have probably done all that I did. 
and it, it, the church just was an outreach and a let me be a vessel to go out and um, talk to these people. I am a people person, but I am shy too. I don't like being in front of a lot of people um, when I'm talking, but it was just it was just a really blessing this week. And I want to reiterate what Sylvia said that you know you give in what Pastor Daniel was saying about tithing. You give, and then it comes back to you full and tenfold, a hundredfold. And you don't do it just to do it. You do it because you love the people. And that's what this whole purpose of this week was. And so um, I was excited because of the case of Mondays. The first time we did the case of Mondays, um, I had it on my heart to give it to a certain person. And that morning, I woke up, and God was telling me, you got to give it to that person. I'm like, but I've been praying to you. Wait a minute. He's like, no, you got to go to that person. And I just have to tell you about this, this one that we did a while back because she was so blessed. I mean, she literally cried. And, I mean, we, we sat in her office for a good 30 minutes. She was just so excited about the box. It just made her day. Her job is super stressful, and things were going so wrong. And she was just so happy that I came by and blessed her. And I'm like, okay, God, I guess I need to listen to you more. <laughs> Anyway, so this case of Mondays, I had picked up two boxes, one for my husband because he was going to take one, and one for me. Well, I forgot to give him because that morning when he left. So I texted him, and I hadn't gotten back with him. He hadn't gotten back with me, I mean. And um, finally, when he did, he's like, I'm out in the field. I can't get to it. If you have somebody on your heart, go ahead. Well, I had been praying, and I did actually have two people, but... The first person, I was like, I'm going to give mine to her because her and I go way back. We used to go to school together. I was a Rosalind Coyote. Sorry. <laughs> and, and a Cibola Cougar, too, but Rosalind is y'all's rival. Um, anyways, um, she was a cheerleader, and we were really good friends back then, and she's from here, and she has a son, and, um, well, she has kids, but she had... Um, She's been having a lot of issues with a lot of things in her personal life and with her family. And we had been texting back and forth, and we always usually, like, get coffee every now and again. But she and I had been so busy lately, we forgot. And so I'm like, okay, I really need to go see her. I've been praying for her. I need to find out what's going on. And I went by her work that morning, and her and her coworker were coming back because they were making their rounds, and I had been texting her because there was no one in the office. And I'm like, well, I can't get in the office to leave it, so I was like, what am I going to do? And here she comes driving up, she's just like, I was just, I was just talking to my coworker about you, and, and were your ears burning? And I'm like, more like God was telling me I needed to come see you. She's like, oh, and I handed her the box, and she just started crying. She's like, oh, thank you so much. I needed this today. This has just made my day. Things have been just not going the way they were supposed to, and so her and I made a, made a um, date to get together and have coffee. Well, we decided to do it Friday morning, so I was going to bless her Friday morning with coffee. Well, she ends up blessing me would not let me bless her. So I paid it forward, and I ended up buying about three or four that day. 
And one of them was my neighbor. I had stopped and brought her. She's, she's studying. Um, and so she's for the whole weekend. And she was, have, she was having to have a, a lot of coffee. <laughs> and um, the guy behind me, when I was picking up her coffee, he was a little elderly man. And I'm like, oh, I'll take care of his too. And she's like, okay. And he's like, no, 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 I can get mine. You know how us elderly people are like, oh, no, we can take care of our stuff, you know, and it's like, no, I've got your coffee today. Just pay it forward. You know, I love you, and I started telling him about our church, and he was like, oh, wow, okay. I go to the Nazarene church, and I'm like, cool, and it's like, well, just pay it forward and just know that God loves you, and so anyway, so I, that, those were like my big things that when I went and um, Jason had me go to um, do the teacher's we were doing teachers, and of course, my son is 27 years old, so I don't know any teachers around here except for the ones y'all here, and that's what got me to thinking is because we were, we were blessing Carlsbad ISD, and there was a JMA, JMA teacher in here, and I asked Jason, can we bless them too? And he's like, yeah, sure. So I got to take them this big, huge box that Jason had me get that had gallons of tea in it and I and the cookies and stuff so I'm like sitting there oh pretending to be Hercules trying to take them in and if I could find somebody to bring come get them I would let them do it our our bad luck (laughs) gift to you was your physical fitness (laughs) there you go oh goodness after last year it's a whole lot better um (laughs) yes so anyways, um, I got to go to JMA, and then I got to go down to Carlsbad as ISD, and then we found out um, that I guess that's the person that Sherry was trying to find, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> but Sorry, I got confused. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it doesn't take much. Especially with me. <laughs> so anyway, so um, we did that, and um, then on Thursday, we blessed the churches. And so I got to take these boxes again around to six different churches and get to meet everybody there and let them know. And by the time I got to the last one, I think I finally spit the whole thing out. The very first one, I'm like, here's your box. This is from, this is from us. <laughs> and by the end of it, I was like, okay, I've got it perfected. But um, I got to go back and talk to the First Baptist um, preacher because I met him at Follow Palooza. And um, he's only been here about two weeks, so uh, I just wanted to go and check in on him, and that was kind of cool. And then I thought about, and I haven't got to tell you this part, um, you were talking about Jenny Dugan, and I was like, oh, we really need to bless her. So, Jenny Dugan, for those of you who don't know, is the, the uh, driving force behind Fallapalooza and has yes. been since it started. So she's a pretty awesome lady and does a lot for the community kind of behind the scenes sometimes. Yes, and so and she's just so sweet. And so so this is like my probably umpteenth million time into Albertson since it opened. Um, I saw Jason there about as much. <laughs> and I, the, the, of course, like Sherry said, there's flowers up front. So I went and found just a little pretty little flower thing for her. And, um, and I texted her, and I'm like, are you going to be in your office? Um, this afternoon, she's like, yeah, what's up? I'm like, oh, I just wanted to stop by if that's okay. She's like, sure. So 
I stopped by and dropped her off a card and gave her her flowers, and it just uplifted her day. And so, and it wouldn't have been possible if Jason hadn't given me given me these avenues. And as he was saying, we're going to be doing this for the rest of the year for for ever, maybe. Um, I was thinking, you know, we need to keep this up because this is just what it's all about, loving people. So, Absolutely. anyways. Thank That's you, Kay. <laughs> All right, I got one more. I'll take that. We don't need another Jasmine out there talking whatever she thinks she wants to. Anybody else? Like, one more. I know. Look at that. One more. All right, come on. church. My name is Walter. I've been in and out of here a couple times. I had a couple in this church help me out in a really hard time in my life, so I do appreciate that. Um, after leaving here, the Lord put on my heart. He was like, I really need you to go start loving Carlsbad because I've, I've been here about five years, but I've had a difficult time with this community, and I'm like, all right, Lord, what do you want me to do? He was like, what was one of the hardest times you've been through? And I was like, oh, my Afghanistan deployment. That was pretty rough. And he was like, what's the best thing you got when you were there? Baby wipes. Like, baby wipes were amazing. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm dead serious. Baby wipes. And uh, he was like, all right, who needs baby wipes around here? And I'm like, well, oil field workers, but, you know, they can come. He's like, no, I want you to go down to Martin Luther King Park. And I want you to put together a package of the stuff that you, that made you feel clean. So I went and I got, I went to the Dollar Tree and I got baby wipes, Q-tips, uh, toothpaste, and like this is the little travel toothpaste and the, uh, you know, just stuff that people could clean. And I started walking around Martin Luther Park and just handing them out to people. And I started talking to people down there and started talking to him like, what, what do y'all need? So this was after church Sunday. I went and did that. Monday, I went to CVS and was picking up um, feminine hygiene products and handing them out to the women down there. And then the next day, I was going around handing out dog food. And um, I just, and then on top of that, I had something else happen in my life that the answer just came out of the blue Sunday morning. Not Sunday, sorry, Wednesday morning. And so I just wanted to say that God really put it on my heart to be obedient. And um, because of that, it was just day after day after day, I was able to do something else. And it was, it was just crazy. If I wouldn't have started on Sunday by Wednesday, I don't think that I would have had the Lord show up in my life the way that he did. So um, just wanted to share with that really quickly. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much, brother. What an amazing story. You know, here's one thing, and, and I'm going to get to my story in a second. But here's one thing that I, I noticed throughout all these, and this seemed to be a theme, that, that the plan didn't go the way you planned it. And, and some of you had to, had to pursue, right? Doesn't that sound familiar? 
that we had to pursue someone in order for them to see love? Isn't that what God did for us? He pursued us. Paul wrote this in Philippians. He said that I, I press on so that I can lay hold of what Christ has already apprehended me. That I may attain, that I may, that I may grasp. And as, as each one of you were talking, I, I began to see that kind of in a different light. Because I, I, I always thought about, you know, well, Christ... Christ pursued me, and, and he, he laid hold of me, but, but as I am his hands and his feet and his voice, and I press on towards this world, and I'm not willing to accept no for an answer, but I keep going, and I keep pressing, and I keep pursuing, then I understand on a greater level what Christ did for me. And then his love grows in me, and as his love grows in me, then, then that love grows to those around me. Amen? Praise God. Praise God. My week was crazy, y'all. Like, so crazy. And um, it was totally a godsend for, for um, Kay to be able to, to reach out, and, um, and Pastor was out of town, and Pastor Susan was out of town, and and, you know, we were just going hard, and, and there were so many things on the docket and so many things on the agenda, but I wanted to make sure that I, I was intentional, and that word means a lot, and I'm going to tell you in a minute, and Sylvia said it too. I wanted to make sure that I was intentional. And so, actually, I went out um, after church on Sunday to grab my case of the Monday's box, and they were all gone, and I was like, well, that's cool. I'm so glad. I told you I didn't want any left, so... Um, Y'all didn't leave any behind, and that's awesome. I'm really glad about that. Um, so I thought, well, I'll just have to do something else. That's cool. I can do that. And so um, I go about, and actually, I didn't, uh, I didn't do anything on Monday, um, anything out of the ordinary. But then uh, on Tuesday, um, God laid a couple of people on my heart that are very instrumental in some things in this community, and I, I put posts on their Facebook walls. And, um, and then on, on Wednesday, which was... Um, which was Love a Teacher Day, and then we were loving teachers, and I sent some messages out. And, um, but Wednesday was interesting for me, and then um, Tuesday night was also interesting for me because uh, every now and then I get to do these really cool things, and, and sometimes I sit back, and I've told Tiffany a lot this week. I'm like, man, I have no idea why I get to do this stuff, but I'm really happy that I do. Um, but I was asked by, by Albertsons, um, to come and to uh, pray over their employees at their pep rally the night before they opened their store. And so we got up there, and we were able to encourage them. And um, I, I try not to take too much time. I, I give you all all my time. Aren't you glad that I talk a lot here? Um, but I, I got to get up there, and I encouraged them, and I shared a scripture with them, and I prayed over them. And I tell you what, that company, and it was one of the most energetic atmospheres I've ever been in. Um, it was it was like fire that night. Um, so anyway, we got to do that, and we got to go around and talk to several people. And they have 350 employees, guys. Isn't that crazy? 350 employees. Um, so we got to, to, to um, share with them. And, um, and this comes right down from the CEO. I'm just very impressed with the company. The CEO is very uh, insistent that we have somebody pray over each one of our stores. Isn't that awesome? That's why they're successful, guys. Um, but so then Wednesday, I got to go and, uh, and to pray at the ribbon cutting. 
And that was an incredible experience as well. And so we spent time doing that. Um, Thursday was leaving note day, and I left a note for one of my employees. But then Thursday, um, I, I also got the opportunity um, to have, uh, we call it a board retreat for a, a board that I'm the president of. And so this is like a four-hour block. And I was like, nobody wants to listen to me talk for four minutes, let alone four hours. So uh, I'm going to bribe them with food. But I told them, I said, you know what, I, I, we're going to have food there. And uh, it's because you are so important to me. And really, that's what it's about, guys. We come alongside people, and we help people, and they help us. And, but people are important to us. People are important to us because people are important to God. On Friday morning, um, we did Take a Drink Day, and, um, and we dropped things off at Java Nick's, and I'm going to talk about that in a minute. Okay, drop things off at at Java Nicks, but God spoke to me on, on Friday morning because I was um, I, I was doing a job for somebody and and uh, for one of the companies that I have and um, I was kind of frustrated with it. Everything was going good, but man, it was a last minute thing. It was kind of frustrating, and um, I, I was reminded about two years ago I was working on a job late at night that I was doing for free, and this thing was a huge pain. And uh, it wasn't going well, and I was griping, and it was like midnight, and I was by myself, and I w it just, it, it was, you just want to say forget it, right? So I'm there, and I actually said these words. I said, why do I even care about this? I even said it out loud. I'm there by myself. Nobody's there. And I, I'm saying, why do I even care about this? And then God spoke to me immediately, and he said it is louder, louder than I did. He said, because I care about it. And I'm like, oh, well, that's a good reason. And he reminded me of that again. Why do I even care about this? Why do I even care about people? Why do I, nobody ever does anything for me. Why do I even care? Because God cares. That's why we care, because God cares. And if God gave everything for us, don't we owe it to give something to somebody else? Don't we owe it to be his hands, his feet, and his voice in this earth? Amen? Praise God. So we get a text, I think Friday night, Tiffany got a text from a, a friend of ours. And she goes to another church, very involved in this other church. And um, she said, I love what Word of Life did at Java Nicks today because it was so intentional. There's that word intentional. And I started thinking about it, and I thought, you know what? God is intentional. Jesus was intentional when he walked on this earth. And I think about the story of Jesus and, and Nicodemus in John chapter 3. And it leads to John 3.16, which is the most famous passage in the entire Bible. For God so loved this world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. But I think about the whole passage there, and Jesus goes after he's had a long day, and he meets one-on-one -on -one with a guy named Nicodemus. And he sits down, and Nicodemus says, what must I do to obtain eternal life? And Jesus looks at him and he says, well, except a man be born again, he can't enter into the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus is like, I don't understand what you're talking about, being born again. So a guy has to enter into his mother's womb again and then be born again? Is that what you're trying to tell? Jesus is like, no, no, no. That which is born of water is water. That which is born of spirit 
is spirit. And he shares with him at the end of the day when he's tired in the middle of the night, he shares with this guy Nicodemus. Now we don't know, we don't say, the scripture doesn't say that, that then Jesus prayed over him and he had these miracles happen in his life and all these things. But Nicodemus was appreciative of that. And this is how I know. Whenever we reach the, the time in the Gospels, whenever Jesus is crucified, and they're trying to figure out what to do with his body, Nicodemus, who is a community leader, he goes and he advocates on behalf of Jesus. He says, no, we've got to honor him. We've got to take him myrrh, which is a, 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 something that, that the Jews use traditionally to honor them. We have to give him his rightful respect. And he advocated for Jesus because Jesus took time for him. He was intentional. Guys, in everything we do, we need to be intentional. We said several years ago that we were going to take a step back as a church from the things that we traditionally did. We used to do a fall festival. That fall festival was awesome. We had so much fun. We did it right out here. We blocked off the street. We would have, you name it, we had it. And we spent a lot of money, and people had a lot of fun. But when we took a step back and we looked at it, we weren't being intentional. We were doing it because it was fun. It was a good time, and people came out, but it wasn't bearing fruit. And so we took a step back and we said, no, 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 God, I want to be intentional. God, I want to do what you want us to do. God, I want your mind. And I have to say that that led us to uh, a year ago, September, when we said there's not going to be another month moving forward where we don't do an organized outreach as a church. I have to say that this is our third Mad Love Week that we've done, and this is the most participation that we've had, but we can have more. Because this is who we are. And sometimes it takes a little bit to change our perspective and to change our actions. But this is who we are. Because this is who God is. And so maybe you're sitting there saying, well, I, it wasn't a good week for me. Well, I didn't really do this or I didn't really do that. I want to tell you one more story. I'm going to turn it to Pastor Daniel because I am 16 minutes over my time or something like that. One more story. I'm scrolling through Facebook yesterday because that's what we do on a Saturday, right? So I'm, or at least when I don't have to do anything else. So I'm, I'm scrolling through Facebook, and I see on there that my friend Angelica said, I really want a Reese's Blast, like from Sonic. And so immediately when I saw that, I thought, I'm going to order a Reese's Blast. So I texted her, and I said, hey, what's your address? So she told me, I said, are you at home? And she said, yes. Okay, cool. So then I get on DoorDash because I'm also watching football and I don't really want to leave my, my chair. So I get on DoorDash and I'm like, Reese's Blast. And I see Sonic. I click on it. You know what's cool? And I'm going to give myself away right here. Her Reese's Blast on DoorDash, uh, you have a minimum of what you have to order, right? So I had to order a large Reese's Blast. Not that she didn't deserve a large anyway. Right, did you eat every bite? <laughs> so I get her a large Reese's Blast, 
which meets the threshold of like nine bucks or something like that because they inflated on DoorDash too. And then I saw I have a $12 credit on DoorDash. Isn't that awesome? So it didn't even cost me anything, Angelica. But then I gave the driver a big tip because, hey, it didn't cost me anything. And I ordered it. I sent it to her. She had a Reese's Blast within like 10 minutes. I didn't have to miss a down on the football game, right? Here's my point. Every day, if we just keep our eyes open, can we be a blessing to somebody else? What does it take? It doesn't take very much. Every day, we can be a blessing to somebody else if we just look around. If we're intentional. God, show me how I can be a blessing today to somebody else. I'm going to be intentional today. God, show me how I can bless somebody else. Amen? Now pastor's going to preach this sermon. I'm just kidding. Y'all, that's not a blessing. <laughs> and he'll tell me how much time I went over after we're finished. <laughs> you know, it's... Um, it's so important that we, that we reach out because, you know... When it really comes down to it, um, I guess my favorite scripture in all of God's Word comes down to this. Probably is the best known scripture in all of God's Word. No, it's not Jesus wept. Uh, but my favorite scripture is God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes upon him would not perish, but have everlasting life. But you see, God so loved the world. That's us. That's you. That's me. That's he, he so loved us that he gave the best, the most important thing that he had. He gave for us. Jesus came and he walked on this earth and he worked miracles and he, he, by example, showed us how to love. And then after he went to the cross, gave everything that he had to give, laid down his life for us, rose again from the dead. He rose from the dead, went in, and the and Bible says that after he was resurrected, that he uh, appeared to 500 people. And, you know, I, I've often wondered what happened between the 500 people that he appeared to and the 120. That means that 380 people didn't show up on the day of Pentecost. 380 people weren't there. But on, on the day of Pentecost, you know, b before that, Jesus went back to heaven. But he gave us an instruction. He said, now you go into all the world and preach the gospel. You go into all the world and preach the gospel. You know, here's what we miss sometimes. Jesus 
he went back to heaven, and it was many years ago, I was just, I was meditating on that. And I thought, Jesus has lived here on this earth for 33 years in, in the flesh. And during that 33 years, he's built relationships. He's, he's developed relationships with a lot of people. He appeared to 500 after he was raised from the dead. Uh, so he built relationships with people. And then he said, it's good for you that I go away. Because if I don't go away, the comforter won't come. You know, and, and I got to thinking, like I said, many years ago, I got to thinking about that. And I thought, you know, Jesus, he says, the reason he went back to heaven, the reason he didn't just stay here. I mean, you think he's built relationships. Wouldn't he, wouldn't he want to just stay around and, and be with the people he loved, and, you know? But instead, he loved me enough that for my benefit, he went back to heaven. Think about that. For my benefit, he went back to heaven. You know, maybe you thought, well, I wish he was still here. Well, he is. He actually moved inside you. Praise God. But he went back to heaven, and he went back to heaven so that Holy Spirit could come and live in you. And he says, it's good for you that I go away, because if I don't go away, the comforter won't come. And then he gave us the greatest privilege of all. And we sometimes, we neglect this privilege. And this privilege is to take the most, the most amazing, the most awesome. I mean, you can think of all of the uh, amazing adjectives that you can think of. In any adjective that would fit in that category of being great, amazing, fantastic, you know, just over the top, being, you know, all, any adjective you can think of, and that describes the privilege that we have to take this message and to be permitted. I mean, you think about this. If you know anything about the, you know, history of the, uh, of the Jews, they wouldn't even say the name of God for fear they might be taking it in vain. You know, they, they wouldn't actually say his, his actual name because they were afraid that they would be taking it in vain. We have been given the privilege to speak that name, you know, and, and, and to, to use that name and to act in that name and to share a message in that name and to, to communicate in that name. And not only that, but to do the same works that he did. And yet, we say, oh, do I have to do this? We don't even begin to recognize what a privilege it is to speak the name of Jesus. The Bible says that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is 
Lord. At the name of Jesus, every knee will bow of beings in heaven, in earth, and under the earth. That, that, that's every being there is. There are no more beings. And he says, every one of them will bow and confess that he is Lord. And yet we have been given the privilege to speak that name. We have been given the privilege to act in that name. And yet we complain about that we have to. Well, I don't think I have to do that to be a Christian. No, you know what? You don't have to do a thing to be a Christian. All you got to do is believe to be a Christian. Why would you want to? Why would you want to just accept Jesus as your Savior and go to heaven one day and not, not take advantage of the privilege and the opportunity that we have to act in His name? You know, in his name, what, what did Jesus say would happen when we use his name? In my name, you will cast out devils. Wow. You will speak with new tongues. You'll take up serpents. Now, that doesn't mean we're going to be a snake handling church. But, but if by chance you should take up a serpent... Okay, or if by chance, you know, we're not going to be putting, you know, strychnine in those communion cups. Um, You know, that's not what he was talking about. He was talking about if by chance you should be bitten by a serpent, if by chance you should drink any deadly thing, it will by no means hurt you in his name. And then he said, and in my name, you will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. And you don't have to do it. You get to. You know, I remember many years ago, my pastor that I came up under made this statement. He said, I used to hear people say, well, or he said, somebody said to me one time, said, well, do I have to speak with tongues? And he said. He said, no, you get to. You, you get to. It's, it's not a, oh, you have to do this. It's a, I get to do this. Praise God. You know, why do I have to lay hands on the sick? Why would you not want to? You know, do I have to speak with tongues? No, why would you not want to when you understand what it's all about? Now, I understand if you don't understand what that's about, I I get it why you wouldn't want to. It could be a scary thing. But if you understand what it's all about, why would you not want to? You know, do you have to cast out devils? Why would you not want to? If there's a devil around, I sure want to get rid of him. You know, why would I not want to cast out devils? Why would I not want to preach the good news? There's enough bad news in this world. I have the best news there is. Why would I not want to tell somebody the good news? 
Praise God. Now, I get it. Sometimes you may be shy. But here's the thing. I'm shy too. But when I've got a story to tell, you know, Holy Spirit in me can overcome shy. Holy Spirit in you can overcome shy. Praise God. And you can be the righteous are as bold as, somebody knows it, a lion. The righteous are as bold as a lion. Praise God. Why would you not want to? You know, there is a world out there. Aren't you glad somebody shared the gospel with you? Yeah. I, I, you know, I am so thankful. Now, get it. I, I was about seven years old, and I've been in church my entire life. Seven years old, I decided I wanted to receive Jesus as my Savior. But that would not have happened if somebody hadn't spent the first seven years of my life telling me about Jesus. So, though, you know, it wasn't like I was out on the street and, and uh, uh, strung out on drugs and somebody came up and shared the gospel with me. Now, maybe you received Jesus that way. For me, it was I was a kid sitting in a Sunday school class. And they were telling me about Jesus. And at seven years, I understood what that meant, and I understood I wanted Jesus in my life. And I received Jesus as my Savior. But you know what? There are people that we pass by, that we walk by. There are people that we give a case of the Mondays to. There are, there are people that we... Uh, leave an encouraging word for. There are people that they, they need to hear the message that you heard at some point that transformed your life. Praise God. And Jesus, the one who did all this for us, he asked us to do it. Now, you know, Am I grateful for what he did for me? You know, what, what do we tell people that they, they've done something amazing for us? Oh, anything I can ever do for you, just let me know. Have we told Jesus that? Anything I can ever do for you, just let me know. Do I have to? No. Don't have to. Will he still love me if I don't? Absolutely. Will I still go to heaven if I don't? Absolutely. But after what he did for me, why would I not want to? Why would I not want to tell? You see, Jesus went back to heaven. He left us with this amazing message to share. And the only thing Jesus wants is for you to tell somebody what he did. That's the good news. Just tell somebody what he did. And it's not even, a, you, you know, it's not even about Jesus' ego. He, he's, Jesus is not on an ego trip. 
It's not even about his ego. It's about that he loves the world, and that means, you know, the rest of the world, too. Not just the ones that are in this room. He loves the rest of the world, too. And just like he wanted you and he pursued you, he wants the rest of the world, too. Because he is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And I had an amazing message about repentance today that I'm not going to preach. We'll preach it another day. But he is willing, he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. In other words, that all should change their mind about him. That's all he wants. That's all he wants. Praise God. Let's share Jesus with people. If you're watching today, when I said that God so loves the world, that includes you. That includes you. He gave himself for you so that you would not perish, but you could have everlasting life by simply believing upon him. Praise God. If you believe that message, why do you have to believe upon Jesus? Because he's the only one that took your place. He's the only one that took your punishment. He is the only way to God. And if I had about another two hours, maybe I could explain that. But I'm going to let it go with that. Say that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by Jesus. Everyone just say this with me. And if you pray this for the very first time and you mean it with your heart, you, you mean what you're saying, according to God's word, you will be saved. Just pray this with me. Say, God in heaven, I'm so thankful that you love me enough to send your son Jesus into the world to die on a cross to pay for my sin. I believe that you were raised from the dead because you had finished paying for my sin. And right now, I choose to put my trust in you for my salvation. Thank you, Jesus, for coming into my life. I receive you as my Savior right now. Thank you for saving me. Thank you once again for joining us today online. We value you and we want to hear from you. If you made a decision for Christ today, you can select I Choose Jesus on our website. And we've got a couple videos for you to watch so that you can get started on your walk with God. We've also got a free ebook that you can download right from our website called I Choose Jesus. And I want to encourage you to do that. Once again, thank you for joining us and remember that God is madly in love with you.